You're listening to the Frugal Spender Podcast, where we have conversations about the one thing you've always been told not to talk about, personal finance. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Frugal Spender Podcast. This is episode 24. Now, there are many ways to become very wealthy, build a successful business and sell it, inherit serious money from family or win the lottery. This episode, however, is all about the slow and steady approach to becoming wealthy, the method that absolutely anybody can apply, the average person like you and I, regardless of your current situation. This is the approach that is methodical and minimizes risk as much as possible. It's the method I've been using and I will continue to use to reach and surpass a net worth of over £1 million. Before we get into it though, please remember to subscribe to the podcast and if you get any value from these episodes, please consider leaving a review. It helps spread the word. Okay, it's time for full disclosure. I am not a millionaire. So why then would I be talking about a process of becoming a millionaire if I'm not actually a millionaire? Well, that's a valid question and one that I think you should definitely be asking. I personally like scepticism. And the best answer that I can give you is that I personally have transformed my financial situation with the steps that I'm going to outline in this episode. I've gone from struggling with consumer debt, literally living paycheck to paycheck and feeling anxious all the time about money and my lack of it and to be truthful, being downright shit with money. I armed myself with financial knowledge and education and then applied it and I'm now in a position whereby I'm growing my wealth rapidly and I'm on a trajectory to becoming a millionaire in the future. I have created an environment with my finances so that my net worth can and will only go one way up. I like to give some context with my own situations because you may currently be in a similar situation to what I was a couple of years ago, a position where you feel anxious and worried and clueless about how to get your finances in order and the feeling that you're never, ever going to be wealthy. In fact, I know this because many of you tell me that that is the situation you're in almost now on a daily basis. So I hope that this episode and podcast in general could be a beacon of light, some reassurance that with applied knowledge, you can take ownership of your finances and find yourself in a position that potentially you didn't think possible in a shorter time frame than you might think. That being said, I am not a financial advisor and this video is not meant to be specific financial advice for you. If you need specific advice, please go and speak to a trained financial professional in the field that you need help with. Okay. Let's take a look at the three steps. Firstly, you need to start mastering the art of budgeting. You need to take a firm grasp of your current situation. The only way you can do this is by being completely honest with yourself and pretty much anyone else in the house that you share financial responsibility with. Because remember, everybody in the household needs to be on the same page. Otherwise, you're just going to play a game of tug of war with your money and neither of you are going to win. I know before I began learning about money, I buried my head in the sand when it came to anything financial, whether it's money coming in or money going out. And sadly, as far as I'm concerned, this is the norm. We all like to think that we know our budget, but the average person, trust me, really doesn't. For example, can you tell me exactly how much money you spent on food last month? Groceries, eating out, sandwiches on your lunch break, because I bet you can't. But if you can... Well done, and you might be a bit of a nerd. 
The truth is we have to face our previous mistakes and define exactly where we are in order to improve the situation that we're in and find the direction that we want to go, in this case, to be a millionaire, and then we can set out the roadmap to get there. So the very start of building wealth is all about learning the art of budgeting, regardless of how little or how much you earn each month. And the style of budgeting that I use and recommend is called zero-based budgeting. And this style of budgeting ensures you create a monthly financial plan where your final balance at the bottom of the page is zero. And you do this before you get paid. Before you spend a penny, you've worked out exactly where everything's going. And practically, this means going through recent bank statements. And truthfully, I would say to go as far back as six months, especially if this is your first budget. And you need to make note of all of your outgoings. This means identifying where every single penny was spent. And there's no point in cheating. You need to be brutally honest. Pretending that you didn't spend £100 in coffee because you think, when I start a budget, I just won't do that anymore, isn't going to improve the situation. It's better to know what the actual damage is so you can plan to improve the situation. Next, you're going to need to work out all of your income. And this would include your salary or your wages, any money from side hustles or any benefits you may receive, such as child benefit. This is literally anything that comes into your accounts reliably. And now you know the two numbers that you need, you will subtract your outgoings from your income and hopefully that number is a positive. And if it's in the negative, okay, don't worry. This is where the next step can help but you've confronted the problem and is likely the reason why you aren't succeeding with money. The goal here is to lower your outgoings as much as possible. Get rid of those subscriptions that you convinced yourself you were going to use, but don't. Lower your TV package, find a cheaper gym, do your food shopping at Aldi or Lidl. There are many things you can do to lower your outgoings, you just need to be intentional. And at a time that we're currently in with the cost of living crisis, there's plenty of information out there to help you try and reduce your outgoings. That being said, there is only so much you can do to lower your outgoings before quality of life drops significantly. And that's where you're going to have to increase your income. And this can be done by creating side hustles like selling stuff on eBay or Etsy or looking to get a promotion at work or starting your own business. I mean, personally for me, I used to have a real mental block and I know I talk about this quite a lot on this podcast, but I used to have a real mental block with earning more money than whatever it is that I was earning from my main job. So trust me, I understand that there is a glass ceiling there, but it is glass. So just trust me, keep working on multiple revenue streams and your financial position will improve greatly. The important thing here and what is often quoted as the golden rule of finance is you need to spend less than you earn. It seems obvious, but many people just don't do it. And truthfully, it doesn't actually matter how or where you budget. I use a spreadsheet, which is one that I've created myself. It's for sale on my website, but you don't need that. You can just use a pen and paper or create your own Excel spreadsheet. In fact, the simpler the better for most people. The important bit is to just document what's going on. Okay, step two, you need to pay off debt. And this applies to all debt other than your mortgage. Having consumer debt is something that people in the West really have just become so accustomed to. So much so that when I talk to people about not wanting to have debt, I appear the weird one. And guess what? Weird is how you're going to become a millionaire. As the old saying goes, if you continue to do what you've always done, you're going to continue to get what you've always got. Doing something radical and different to the norm will give you radical and different results. I understand the logic of the opposing view where you can leverage your debt, but that comes with extreme risk. 
And this episode is about the three steps that are most likely to get you to a million pound net worth and also mitigating as much risk as possible. Debt is not only a physical problem, it's an emotional one too. Not only does it steal money from your monthly income and prevent you from doing better things with it, it actually weighs on you and causes many issues in your life. Trust me, I really do know. Having been in debt and feeling like there's no escape, I know firsthand how detrimental it can be, not just to you, but to the relationships with the people around you. And equally, I know that it's possible to get out of debt and rather than have your money going towards car finance and credit card companies and loans and buy now, pay later, you can use that money to grow your financial future. The method that I advocate when it comes to paying off debt is what's known as the debt snowball method. And this is a method that may not mathematically be the best method on paper, meaning you're likely to pay slightly more in interest, potentially, as opposed to the opposing method, which is known as the debt avalanche. So the debt snowball method is where you list your debts from smallest to largest. You pay the minimum payments on all the debts except for the smallest. The smallest debt becomes your target and you pay it off as quickly as you can. Once that is paid off, you move on to the next one on the list, rolling over your minimum payments as you pay them off to create a financial snowball until you pay off all of your debts. The debt avalanche method is where you would list your debts from lowest interest rate to the highest and paying minimum payments on all of them but the lowest interest rate debt moving the snowball in that way. And this method actually on paper is the best way to do it mathematically. However, imagine your lowest interest rate debt is your biggest debt, and it may take you a year or two years to pay it off. And compare that to paying off your smallest debt, which may only take you a month or maybe two months or maybe even sooner. Once you pay that first debt off, you get a dopamine hit, and you're gonna increase your motivation for becoming debt-free. It might sound really trivial, but trust me, personal finance and paying off debt is so much more emotional than it is about head knowledge. I find it really interesting when I talk to people about debt. Often the people who think it's ridiculous to use the debt snowball method are very logical thinkers and numbers driven. And these very same people often have large debts that they've had for long periods of time. And when I point out that if they thought and acted logically when it came to their money and personal finance, they surely wouldn't have a lot of debt and certainly not debt with high interest rates anyway. So why on earth does that even happen? And it's because we as humans are emotional creatures. We aren't robots. Our behaviours are what drive us. We want that fancy new car. We want to look nice. We want a bigger house. We want to dress well. And in the moment of making a purchase, the interest rate on the credit card is almost irrelevant. All of this to say being debt free will literally free you. It will allow you to have more cash flow to then move on to the next step where you're going to be accelerating your progress to becoming wealthy. And once you're debt free, it's then time to change how you do things and not go back into debt. It means paying for things outright and not using credit cards to fund your lifestyle or credit in general. Redirecting this money to have a backstop and creating an emergency fund is important to prevent you from using those credit cards ever again. It's going to be an emotional buffer just as much as it is a financial one. Okay. Moving on to step three, invest and take advantage of compound growth. Okay, so now you've been on a zero-based budget for a while and you've become totally debt-free. You have a cash buffer of an emergency fund, hopefully between three to six months worth of expenses, and you're in a position where you can start building wealth. Now, I appreciate it might seem like I'm just playing down those first two steps because it's taken 15 minutes for us to get here, but I can assure you it may be or sound simple but it certainly is not easy. Most of the time, it isn't anyway. 
It often takes blood, sweat and tears for people to get to that point, but it is definitely worth it. If, however, you don't have any debt and you have a cash buffer already, then boom, you're good to go. It's important to remember that building wealth can't be done by leaving your money in a bank account. Inflation eats away at your money as the cost of things and living rise by more than the job is going to give you in pay rises or the bank's going to pay you in interest. You will need to outperform inflation and this means you're going to need to buy assets. Assets include things like property, stocks and shares, bonds, commodities, crypto. Sure, you might win the lottery if that's your thing, but the chances are pretty slim. So let's focus on a method that mitigates risk as much as possible and maximizes your chances of becoming wealthy over time. And for the majority of people, this means investing in index funds. And if that's the first time you've ever heard that term, you may be asking, what on earth are index funds? Well, index funds are collections of stocks and bonds that track a market or sector of a market. Basically, what that means is rather than putting all of your eggs into one basket and investing your money into a single company that may or may not go bust, you're spreading your money across many companies or sectors to minimize risk. Index funds generally have low management fees and are often considered to be the core of most people's portfolios. And likely the most famous example that you would have heard of of an index fund is the Standard & Poor's 500 or the S&P 500 or the FTSE 100 here in the UK. Index funds are great for the average person because you don't have to read financial papers and be up to date with what's happening on Wall Street to invest in the stock market. In fact, it requires very little effort on your part. John Bogle, the creator of Vanguard, was the pioneer of index funds, who also wrote a great book that I genuinely recommend you read if you want to learn a bit more about index fund and his method of investing. And this book is called The Little Book of Common Sense Investing. Now, I invest using the Vanguard platform, but that might not be the one that you want to use. My advice would be to go and do some research and pick a platform that you like the look of. Just be wary and bear in mind what you're going to be paying in fees, because over long periods of time, fees can eat away at your pot of money. So by using index funds as the main vehicle to grow our money, the thing that really makes us build wealth is the phenomenon known as compound interest. Compound growth is the exponential growth over time, and in this case, it's going to be money. Put simply, when your investments grow and potentially you get dividends, you're going to see the pot get bigger. The result is a steep curve that requires time. And Albert Einstein called compound interest the eighth wonder of the world. And if you want to become a millionaire, you're going to need to embody this concept. And when it comes to investing in index funds, the majority of platforms allow you to just set up a direct debit or a payment every single month to just buy stocks regardless of what the price is. And this is called dollar cost averaging or pound cost averaging or cost averaging. Call it whatever you want. But basically, you are investing whatever you can afford each month into index funds regardless of whether the stock market is down or up. In fact, it's probably better to not even look. In theory, you could just set it up and never ever look your investments ever again with a lot of providers who just take the fees directly from your pot and then just look at your pot of money when you're coming to retire. Now, for most people, that's going to be unrealistic and people are going to be interested as to what's happening. But theoretically, you could do that using index funds. Okay, so there you go. Those are the three steps that I am personally using, as well as many others that understand the process of building wealth. And the concepts that I've just talked about really are universal. You need to be on a budget, you need to be debt-free, and you need to be buying assets to grow your money over time. 
Now, this episode is very much a whistle-stop tour, and there's a lot more to personal finance that I talk about and that I think you should know about. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to some of my older podcast episodes or head over to YouTube or TikTok or Instagram. I'm all of those social medias. I put out as much content as I possibly can to try and improve people's financial situation. Guys, thank you very much. Take care of yourselves and I will speak to you next week. Peace.